It's your boy Blunt Steven. You are now tuned in to the It's a Blunt World Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Sit back and brace yourself. The show has begun. Wowee. Let's get it, boy. Man, episode 10. Uh, This is a milestone for me. Tried some other podcasts, maybe get three or four episodes, but 10 episodes so far. Let's keep it pushing, man. Trying to go to 1,000. But thank y'all so far for fucking with me and giving me all the feedback, the questions, and uh, let's get it. I'm going to start a new segment of this show where, you know, I, I have a I have a clothing company out there, you know, look it up when we relaunch. It's called AGNS uh, Clothing. Uh, the acronym is, is All Game No Substitute uh, Clothing. Um, that's just my acronym that I came up since I was probably, uh, I got to think like seven or eight. I used to... Uh, you know, play basketball, basketball against my cousin, Marcus. He was way fucking better than me. I had, I was the big dude that could shoot the three. Every time I hit a three over, over his head or, or in his face, I would just, I would yell out AGNS. (laughs) So, and he, the same guy I shot threes over, you know, and, you know, he's my cousin and, and he's actually balled me up, and I, I never really admit that. Um, he actually uh, put the light bulb in my head. I was over his apartment uh, or house, uh, like, I think maybe, like, three years ago. And he goes, dude, why don't you call your shit, like, AGNS? I was like, dude, that's fucking perfect, because I wanted to be unique and stuff, so... So, yeah, that's my little intro to my thing. But um, I want to shout out, you know, um, different uh, small businesses and companies, you know, uh, either starting out or doing their thing or just getting highlighted. And I think that would be a very good thing to start doing. And um, just as they come, I might not have it every episode. um, But, yeah, I want to definitely do that. Um, And the first one I'm um, going to shout out is – um, my friend, uh, my friend Raina, um, she does incredible work. Uh, she makes, you know, beautiful baskets, um, you know, themed the way you want it. Uh, so they're obviously, uh, you know, custom ordered things, um, that she does. And, um, she does, uh, like, I don't like this stuff, but trust me, way more people like this than, than not liking it. Um, those all those michelada uh type drinks and stuff uh she definitely you know makes those and they do look good but i'm just i'm a picky guy so i'm i i suck um and she makes things like that like you know micheladas for parties um she definitely uh you know organizes uh she's a party planner uh she could do that uh, if that was something you're interested in she's just a, as far as creative she's just a jack of all trades and um, if you need baskets for for the holidays, she definitely, um, you know, she definitely could hook you up with that. Um, and her company name is uh, Raina Creations, and she has an Instagram page that you should follow so you can see all her work. You could DM her um, for, um, you know, custom orders or orders, period. Um, and um, her, her, uh, her banner is on there. Um, I've actually shared it on my uh, my Instagram page. Um, and you can you can either look on mine or uh, I'll give you her tag in a second uh, to where you can see all her work and you I think you could reach her by either email or you could send a, a text with an order. Um, and they're definitely uh, definitely great items, especially for the holiday season. So once again, Raina Creations for all the gift baskets and etc. 
of uh, the things you might want at, in the creative field. And uh, her Instagram, where you can contact her, is Raina Creations, is the tag Raina Creations. Raina Creations. Please go look and uh, find out all that uh, that beautiful stuff that she has in store. And let's get it. Let us turn back the pages of history and start from the very beginning. So I had a friend on IG uh, recommend um, me do this. So uh, basically uh, on episode nine, I was talking about, you know, if if just being real, keeping it 100, if that, uh, if that affects relationships or friendships and stuff like that. And uh, she wanted me to dive deeper. So um, I can only talk on my uh, experiences. Basically, um, it's just like, do do people get affected by how real you keep it? Like, does it scare them off? Like, if you if you keep it real, like, do they necessarily want that? Like, I even uh, my friend while I was. Uh, uh, try well while I was getting feedback on uh, episode nine's uh, topic of the you know does does being real affect uh, uh, affect relationships or friendships? I asked her. I said, if your husband said, uh, "Damn, babe, you're kind of chubby. You, you might want to hit the treadmill," you know, like. Is that what you want to hear? What would you say? And she told me, I tell him to, you know, kiss my ass and fucking uh, go out the fucking door and get the fuck out of here. So that that's kind of what I mean. It's like, you know, do you want someone to be a hundred percent a hundred, or do you want them to be half a hundred, eighty percent a hundred? I think. I honestly think that depending on who you are, you re- you lie in your relationship because you're scared of hurting this person, even though you're the person that cares about this person. And I know I've said stuff about, you know, my partners, uh, whoever it may have been, like uh, their weight and stuff, but it was never like, hey, you're fat. You need to, you know, do something. It's like, I just want you to be healthy, you know. I'm I'm not perfect. I'm working on uh my fitness every day, but I I want you to, you know, work on it with me and just think about just trying and being healthy. You don't got to be uh like, you know, six-pack or anything, but I just want you to try to keep a focus on on, you know, your fitness. And that ruffled feathers. So, it's I I just bottom line, I will agree with my topic last week that I definitely believe that, you know, relationships and friendships, um, they do honestly get affected by you keeping it, you know, per se real, you know, you being honest. Uh, it's a trip that honesty affects friendships and relationships, you know. Um, and so, so many friendships, like I've had a few friendships where I've, I've kept it real and that person has just got irked. Um, you know, like, yeah, just, you know, I've had a friend who, you know, uh, you know, she's had, you know, a few like, uh, abortions here and there. And I, I actually went with her to a procedure and I told her, you know, I, you gotta, you know, try to 
the the way you're going about, you know, uh, like sex and everything is kind of like you're treating uh, abortion like a contraceptive, and that's just that's wrong. And you just might want to think twice about the things you do. And uh, after that, I don't think we talked for like it, at least two years. It might have been three. So, you know, uh, definitely um, I just look at things like people just don't want honesty. I, that's how I'm going to keep it. That's just who I am. Like, I can't sugarcoat shit, you know. But I, I guess that's how people want it. Or, or people just don't want the truth. They just... Basically, people just wanna wanna hear what they're comfortable with hearing. They they don't want you to rock the boat or anything by just being honest and and telling the truth. And that that that's my main thing. Like you know, and um, I, I guess to just really sum it up, people these days, back in the day, wherever, people just can't handle honesty, and that is just. Yours truly, Blunt Stevens' opinion. You know, it is a blunt world. I'm a blunt man. And there's a lot of other blunt people out there. And the people that we associate with, whether in relationships or friendships, they can't handle the honesty. A few can, but the majority can't take it. And it tears apart friendships and tears apart relationships. And that's a goddamn shame. So this is something I've always said, you know, especially with this social media um, era, you know, um, basically, you know, I'll be seeing people and this ain't no hate, um, but I see people like, you know, take their, or I see parents uh, take their kids to Disneyland numerous times and you know, just get those, uh, those Mickey pictures and just, you know, I mean, before really the pandemic, cause I don't know, I'm pretty sure they're fucking closed, but, um, I just, I always see that. And I'm just like, sometimes like you see like parents, like take their kids, like within a couple years, take them to fucking Disneyland, like fucking like five or six times to where it, it almost, it don't feel like Disneyland. It feels like fucking Great America or, or Six Flags, somewhere that's, you know, you could just go all the time or uh, if you wanted. And sometimes uh, I think it sends the wrong message, you know, like uh, that's how you fulfill your, um, your kids, like happiness and shit. Um, like, yeah. Um, I, I just, this, I guess this is really for the parents that can't do that all the time. Like, do not trip off Disneyland. Like, no matter what you do for your kids, you're there for your kids every day, you chipping in, you doing what you could do, you know, like, do not rate your worth as a parent or your effort as a parent based on other people going to Disneyland all the time and, and, and all that shit, because it really don't mean nothing, you know, and, and what you're doing is great. And just don't let social media fool you with this. And it's just something that's always on my mind. Cause you know, I, I see people doing it and it's like, it's like, man, like I, so maybe it's a little bit of over spoiling and then, you know, sending that wrong message. I, I believe, you know, you know, my daughter's six and my kids go all, or she's not even six yet. My daughter is five. She'll be six in February. And then my son's four. And then my other son is two. Um, and none of them have seen Disneyland yet. And, you know, I, one day I want to take them there, but I'm not worried about them not going right away, you know? Um, cause you know, that's always going to be there. Um, you know, and, and I don't, I, I, I gotta be honest, like, I did kind of when, 
at least when my daughter uh, was, um, when she was younger, I wanted to take her to like Disneyland and it was just something on my mind. And then I think I was almost a little bit maybe brainwashed about social media, like seeing that I'm like, well, I want to check it off for, you know, my daughter, like, and I think I kind of woke up from that and along with people, you know, telling me, you know, they're not even going to, when Steven was born, like, they're not even going to remember Disneyland. So it's not even worth it, you know, take them when they're older. So I don't know, my advice to you parents that are struggling to, you know, pay for a trip to Disneyland or whatever, or got, you know, a whole bunch of kids that you can't afford it to uh, go to Disneyland, uh, like, don't worry about it. You're doing a good job. Just relax. Uh, this whole social media stuff is, is a facade. You know, social media is a benefit, but sometimes it, it does some, you know, uh, thought-provoking stuff that is definitely negative. And just don't worry about it. You're doing a good job, and one day you will get to Disneyland. If you don't, you know, there's always Great American Six Flags, and don't worry about it. So, a lot of controversy. Um, haven't heard uh, Wiz put out an album in probably like a, a year and a half. When I say Wiz, I'm talking about um, one of the the weed kings, uh, um, Wiz Khalifa. Uh, just my background on him, man. I, I started listening to him uh, with that album. To me, this was his debut album called, uh, it was off of Rossum Records. It's called A Deal or No Deal. That was just, to me, a classic album and really got me into Wiz Khalifa because I remember always downloading new music off these hip-hop websites and I'd always see his name and I, because of Khalifa, I just, I thought he was, uh, I thought he was like an, an Arab or a Palestinian rapper or something. And then I got turned on to him and him and Currency really took over the independent game and uh, I was always, I was fucking with them hard. But, um, the controversy is, um, you know, uh, Wiz Khalifa and Amber Rose had a child together when they were together, uh, named Sebastian, uh, little, little bash. And there's a picture floating around the internet where, uh, Wiz is kissing, uh, his son and it, uh, people are kind of spazzing out cause they say it kind of looks inappropriate and, Everybody always has these comments. It's like, I feel like if you're not a parent, like, you should just shut your fucking mouth. Um, Even though there is molesters out there, but, like, no one could tell you how you love, you know, your kid. But what I see, and this is how I dissected it, I see Wiz kissing his son, and Wiz's mouth is closed. But it looks like his son's mouth is open. So, I totally, to me, I give Wiz a pass because I don't think he was doing anything suspect on this. Because I remember my mother and people telling me that I used to try to make out with my aunt. You know, like, uh, my aunt would even say, and, and my aunt is not a looker, okay? My aunt has a mustache. My aunt basically looks like uh, Leslie Schaefer in... Uh, well, Will Ferrell in Eastbound and Down when he plays that uh, uh, car uh, dealership owner, Leslie Schaefer, and that's not a looker. It almost to an extent looks like Ric Flair with a mustache. But anyway, um, so I, I used to do that as a kid. And it's as a kid, like you're always kind of exploring. And I don't think he's exploring with his dad. I just think he's like, fuck, daddy, I love you. And, and uh, you know, if the kid did that, he's just exploring, but Wiz was not, you know, doing anything inappropriate in my eyes, and people gotta kind of back up and stop always looking for something to, you know, bash these celebrities with, 
Because it's just like, God damn, he's just, you want him to beat the shit out of his kid? You want him to molest his kid? You know, you want him to just uh, send child support uh, love to his kid? Like, he's a he's a real good father, you know? Uh, and uh, people just need to back the fuck up sometimes. It's, it's honestly just fucking crazy. On a softer and lighter note, um, you know, with the holiday season, you know, we're in the middle of it right now. Um, you know, really, it's so easy to be kind to everybody. And I know this is kind of like a, a, a softy moment for me, but it's so easy to be nice to each other during this holiday season. You know, there's a lot of uh, unfortunate people uh, out here like that just are homeless, uh, don't have anywhere to go for a hot-cooked meal, or, you know, single mothers struggling to raise their kids, single fathers struggling to raise their kids, and and so forth. So before you get on your high horse and do or say something fucked up to somebody, you know, kind of pull back and assess the situation and, and think to be kind or nice first because, you know, I I hate walking around with that negative feeling around and I usually try to, you know, switch that up and and I just want to send this message out to everybody, you know, wishing everybody a good holiday season from yours truly, Blunt Steven. And just remember, be kind because when the shoe's on the other foot, um people are gonna treat you the way you treated them. So um Definitely keep that in mind and let's be kind to each other. It's so easy to be kind. It's so easy to, you know, give a handout. It's so easy to donate. It's so easy to just be nice. So go ahead and do that shit. This is obviously... It's a Blunt World Podcast. Obviously, I'm Blunt Steven. And if you haven't caught on, if you have no education, the key word in this is blunt. That's what I do. I like to keep it blunt. And, you know, this topic I'm going to go on, you know, uh, you know, I've only experienced one of these in my life, but I, I can't be the only person in the universe that's experienced this over time. And it's, it's fucking crazy. And I'm going to get descriptive. I don't know if this person listens to my podcast like this. Probably not. But I'm just going to, you know, let it out. Because this is what I do. Like, I, I just, since birth, I just, you know, if I stay quiet, I'm quiet. But if I talk, I'm just going to, I'm going to be blunt as fuck. So this is what it is. So. The topic is, and feel free to give feedback on, you know, my my Instagrams, you know, either my personal Blunt Steven with two N's um, or uh, my Instagram for the podcast um, with the tag, it's a Blunt World Podcast. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> so feel free to DM me or, you know, post on my, my posts and stuff. So the topic is a friendship will never survive if it's based off competition. And you you can put relationships in there, but I'm not really focusing on that. You know, you know, I've had a friend since I was about 17, I think the end of uh, you know, my junior year of high school and um we we got cool. We we had interest of, you know, basketball and stuff. I was always the Kobe fan. Uh he was always the the Sacramento Kings fan. Um, I was always the Kobe fan, but I, I've been a diehard Golden State Warriors fan forever. So, you know, the deal. Um, but, you know, overall our friendship, you know, as we started, it's always been competition. Like it's always been like, um, like who was better at basketball, uh, who could show the other person, uh, who got more money or who got a better job, 
uh, or who could one up each other, or who could beat each other's ass, and and shit like that. And you know, I didn't see it when I was younger, but I wish I did because you know I would have a lot of drama that I've dealt with. You know, uh, I, I wouldn't have really had to deal with it. Um, and it's just based off you know the the basis that um, it's a this is a friendship over. Um, uh, over competition, and there's just a few like things that I've always noticed. Like, and it's not competition on my part because you know I'm my own person. The only person I'm in competition with is myself, and that's to me how people should you know run their lives and stuff. You know, always compete with yourself, try to do better than what you're currently doing, and that's how I roll. But um, you know, it's just crazy. Like, I just I remember the turmoil always sparked and we're sort of kind of friends now, but I don't don't know what the fuck it is. I'm just a busy dad. So it's hard to focus on other shit. But, um, when, uh, you know, he got this, you know, girl that he wanted to be with, um, you know, I'd always kind of be the third string, you know, friend, you know, it's kicking it. And me and her ended up having a lot of similarities. We'd always talk and, and we became really good friends and how I'm based and what's ingrained in me is, you know, that that's my homeboy's uh, lady. Like I ain't doing shit. Like, it's just, you're going to have to persuade me real hard to like not go running, you know, tell my boy if something's going on, like, like if she's interested in me or whatever, but she wasn't. And we were just basically friends. And because, you know, I guess the, the focus was on me as a as a friend. Like he got all butthurt. That caused turmoil. He said stupid shit. Like you know, I never, me and you will never be the same friends again. I'm just like, dude, your insecurities just uh f- like fucked up a good friendship. And for the fact that um, this is like a competition. It's like you're almost making it like I won or something when there's not even a game being played. You know. That's that's just something like that uh, that I always think about. And and then, you know, um, some big blowout with me and my uh, ex-girlfriend and uh, and this person. Uh, I just, you know, decided let's, you know, just part ways. It's, you know, we're all getting grown. Let's just, uh, you know, do our own thing. And and then we kind of, you know, called it a little bit cool, just checked in on each other, see what we're doing. And it was just weird to me because it's like I got a new car because my my beautiful Honda Civic ended up conking out. Uh, actually, that thing about it, my my stupid ex girlfriend, she actually clogged the engine because she put too much oil in. I was trying to let her pull her weight, and she fucked my car up. So that's another story. But. Um, so, uh, I got a car, I got a nice little hatchback, uh, Ford Focus, and, uh, it's before I had my big family, it was only my stepson at the time, and, um, and my ex, and so I got a nice little hatchback one, I got, like, a little Rice Rocket Fast and Furious, uh, muffler, and I was, I was, I was fucking with it, um, and then all of a sudden, this guy buys a fucking Charger, and he's been talking about getting a car for years, and all of a sudden, he gets one, like, a month after I get my shit. So that, I was like, oh, here we go, competition bullshit, it's kind of funny. All of a sudden, you know, I have, um, I'm probably going to forget a few things, but I'm just trying to, you know, show a pattern. All of a sudden, I have my beautiful daughter, Giselle, and then... All of a sudden, maybe two, three months later, his girl's pregnant. <coughs> Excuse me. His girl's pregnant. And I'm just like, man, this shit's this shit's kinda it's kinda funny. And then I ended up, I think I at that time I moved up to Sac, so I, I made a move and everything. All of a sudden this guy's moving. Like I just I I just kinda equated things with competition and, and you know, it's just like, fuck, dude, like, I guess maybe it didn't fucking bother me when I was younger, but now that I got so much on my plate, it's like, fuck, I just don't want to deal with that, you know, 
And also, like, all the time, like, if you found something or you discovered something, it'd always be like, oh, remember, I told you that. I showed you that or whatever. Like, you know, and if there was ever a favor being done, he would have to let me know that I did that for you. Don't be ungrateful. And, and you know, it just like, it is almost like a one-upsmanship. And it was just like, it's just, it's just too much, you know, and it's just, it's just bullshit. And it's bullshit that sometimes friendships are lined up that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm cool in my life the way it is, but I'm just, I'm not in a competition with anybody, you know, that's just the way it is. And, and, and yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Like, you know, it's not healthy to be in a friendship or a relationship that's a competition. So, you know, if that is the case, just do your best to kind of figure out where you're going. And if that friendship or relationship is healthy for you to move on, you know, in the future, you know, cause, uh, to me, it ain't, I'm not, breaking any friendships up or anything, but like, I, I'm just kind of, I'm just chilling, you know, like, uh, I guess in a way in my mind, I'm not dealing with, I'm not, I'm dealing with it, but in, in the physicality of it, I'm just not dealing with it. Cause I just ain't got time. I'm a single father of three and that is taking up 99.9% of my time. So that's just what it is. So if you guys are going through that, let me know. I I hope this helped you out a little bit. Uh, I hope you guys vibe with this topic. And and if you're going through, if you have any questions on what I did, uh, feel free to hit me up on my socials. Um, and yeah. Two. Check one, two, one, two. Who got more style than Sundu? Man, uh, right now, shit's really going down for the homie, Wheezy F Baby, Little Wayne. He just caught this federal gun charge. Um, I think at the end of January, they're going to be doing the sentencing because I just heard yesterday that he actually did uh, plead guilty. So, um, let's see how that turns out. I mean, he just did a bid, what, like maybe, how long ago was that? It's 2020. I got to think he did it maybe four or five years ago, or maybe five, six years ago, uh, in Rikers. So let's, uh, let's see what, uh, let's see what's going on with that. But the other thing is, I just heard yesterday that he he fucking he sold his masters to to Universal Records for a hundred million. I, I don't. That seems fucking low to me. A lot of other people were saying that too. And the other thing is, yeah, it sounds fucking low. Why does Universal want his masters? Well, of course they want his masters because that's just that's fucking control over his his music. So you know they could get paid off that. But why would Little Wayne sell that after going through all that shit with Birdman to get his fucking masters? And there's got to be some kind of fucking reason he's doing it. For me, I I feel that. There might be some extensive time he's going to have to do in jail. And he was just like, fuck it. You know, um, I'm sure he's like, in, like in his 40s. I mean, I'm 36. So, I mean, I would say he's probably like eight to 10 years older than me. If that. Uh, and if he got to do like, they're saying it could be a maximum of 10 years they could spend in jail. So. Whether it's it's one, five, or ten, the only thing I can think of is he's trying to uh, keep uh, the kids financially held down while he's uh, doing time in the feds. But uh, something's missing, and uh, let's see what goes on. I I don't know. I just I don't 
I there's not a hundred percent truth to or this is I don't think all the truth is out right now uh with this and man uh I mean if you ask me Lil Wayne within the last two three months is taking two L's and uh fucking sucks and uh let's see where this story goes. You know, I, I don't want to say that there's been like a hip hop myth or just, you know, hip hop talk always going around that um, that DJ Vlad, his great platform, that kind of DJ Vlad has a um, has a a way of just getting information and almost kind of uh like giving it up on the rappers like kind of snitching them out and stuff on details that I'm sure they don't want out like so even like I, I think latest like maybe uh two three weeks ago I seen a video clip on Drink Champs uh Noriega he actually um looked right in the camera and told DJ Vlad take anything that's referring to me or uh, videos of me, which I don't even know if there is, like Noriega, like interviews, uh, take it, take it off the platform. So people have been really kind of getting on, you know, DJ Vlad and stuff, and um, and he's kind of been brushing it off. But you know, he actually he gets the the peak interviews, man. The the shit that nobody really gets with his, you know, Tupac groupie ways, gets all the detectives that were like the last one to see Tupac alive and all that shit, anybody connected. Um, and, you know, the one thing that I see, cause I kind of just brushed that off, you know, what I was hearing, but the, the one that I did see that I was like, oh, that's fucking kind of crazy is, um, he was interviewing one of the only new school rappers that I really like, uh, Lil Baby. He was interviewing him, and he mentioned somebody he was locked up with that, like, no one would know. Like, only if you're Lil Baby or you were, you know, in jail and you would know, or if you're, like, an informant or you were, like, a, a CO, like, a correctional officer and stuff like that. So he asked him something. And he go, he goes just you could tell the interest in little baby's remark because he's just like he goes how do you know that like and he's looking at him like and he's just like how would you know that and then you know Vlad gives him like a a stupid excuse and then little baby just kind of brushes it off and that like was like kind of confusion for me that that's when I seen that and I was like damn maybe this guy got something going on. But um, as of a couple days ago, uh, rapper Casanova, uh, who got big uh, blood ties, uh, blood gang ties, um, uh, he has that uh, that hit song called So Brooklyn featuring Fabulous that uh, was kind of a hit in, uh, in 2019. He actually, uh, he's actually caught up in, in a RICO uh, federal case right now and he just turned himself in yesterday and he actually uh they actually released the paperwork and it said because of uh, i posted it up on uh the it's a blunt world podcast instagram page on my story that uh the paperwork states that from the dj vlad interview when he's asking casanova about how many guys in jail that you know, he's like stabbed or, or just, as they say, like, you know, with a razor, give him a buck 50, like that he's done that. And Casanova was just brutally honest with it and stuff. Um, they actually indicted him because of that. So, you know, Casanova's a grown man. He actually, he, you know, he knew what he was saying. He knew that sometimes they use this against you and stuff, but you know, DJ Vlad got to be a little bit more aware. Instead of just getting all the juice, to fucking, uh, um, you know, trying to get views and shit, and make money off your fucking platform, 
you got to, like, you got to know questions you can't ask, man. You could push the limit, but, you know, this guy, for all you know, could be fucking coming after you now. Like, I got respect for Vlad. He's from my area. You know, uh, he grew up in, in San Mateo, you know, and he's made it big, but I just, uh, he's fucking up, man. Uh, that's just fucking crazy, and Man, I I wouldn't trust this fucking guy now. If I'm any rapper trying to do an interview, especially up and coming, because, you know, your street background, if you're real, is, like, very current. Like, stay away from this motherfucker. This, uh, I don't know. I I just, I know in the the coming months and stuff, like, there's going to be some backlash or, like, some repercussions for this. I could just feel it. So, this is kind of an extension to the DJ Vlad um, segment that I had. Um, People are starting to turn down uh, DJ Vlad, man. Uh, They're acting like he got cooties. Um, You know, uh, world champion. Um, I believe he's a a middleweight champion. Uh, Errol Spence Jr., who's trying to push for that fight with Pacquiao. Uh, he just had a uh, a good victory against uh, damn, I forget his name. Like it's like Ryan Garcia or or something, um, or Danny Garcia, Danny Garcia. Um, <clears throat> he just turned down a DJ Vlad interview, man. Um, and he is also the one that sur- survived that horrific uh, car accident. I didn't think he was gonna make it out of that because that car looked fucked up. But he uh, turned down a DJ Vlad interview, man. Uh, I don't know. Um, just the whole thing about these DJ Vlad things and extension. It's like he got interviews with people that recently passed away, got indicted. It's just something's going on. And, you know, if you want, if you're superstitious and shit, man, it kind of seems eerie that all this shit is happening to these people that interview with DJ Vlad, you know? So, um, let's, uh, let's see who, who is next to cancel one of these interviews with DJ Vlad. Sorry, DJ Vlad, you might want to look for another line of work. did you see old man okay so this topic i was kind of thinking about um i was thinking about at work uh it just kind of popped up i think i was listening to uh i was listening to the Ari spears and his boy steinberg's podcast and I'm trying to go through the whole podcast catalog. They got like 200 episodes. I'm on like, uh, I'm only on like what, uh, I think like 12 episode 12. Um, but they actually went to the Martin Luther King, um, uh, memorial in Memphis, Tennessee. And they were just talking about civil rights stuff and talking about, uh, movies that they, uh, unexpectedly liked. And I just thought about that. Like, it's something I want uh, you guys to reach out to me with. Uh, well, what's a movie that you, like, were like, uh, yeah, I'm not going to like this. And all of a sudden, you're like, dude, this is a great fucking movie. I want to know. Because mine, um, it might sh- it might shock you, but this was, all- this was also a group I was always interested in because they were definitely fearless and uh people that you know wanted to make change and unfortunately had to make change by force was um the black panther party i i don't know why like i'm not i'm not black i i'm of hispanic uh and uh white descent i'm armenian um 
I I seen this movie. Um, it's called Panther. Um, and it was the story of the the Black Panthers, um, and how they got infiltrated by you know the feds and everything. Uh, it's starring uh, Kadeem Hardison. Um, he was actually the Vietnam vet that uh, he um, he was the one they infiltrated with. Uh, um, and he tried to be as minimal as he could, like with not letting them in, with keeping them at bay. But, you know, it ended up exploding the Black Panthers. But you just see, I, I watched this movie and I was just in awe of the like the courage that these men had and you know they had courage because it was just you know that was enough like the things that they had to deal with and especially because this was uh um a powerful group uh that was you know based in the bay area they were based in oakland california um i just i really recommend this movie if you know you kind of especially the times now you know like with black lives matter and all that this is this is the root of all of it you know and and you know you should really check this movie out it's it's really a great movie and you just see how kind of like now but they're kind of somewhat discreet cops back then they didn't give a fuck uh, if they shot, you know, black men or women and kids, like they would fucking do it in front of a crowd, you know, like, so it was just, uh, it just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just a, it's a crazy movie, but also a very knowledgeable movie and you guys should definitely check it out. Uh, go look up on, I think it's on iTunes, um, or, uh, try Amazoning it. Um, it's, uh, called Panther, just one word, Panther. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Oh! Oh! Unbelievable! Unbelievable! Can't believe So, uh, when I thought the NBA free agency, the craze that's been going on, I thought it was all but done. Probably, uh, I mean, in my opinion, the most notable uh, player uh, got dealt. Uh, Russell Westbrook of the Houston Rockets got traded to the Washington Wizards uh, for John Wall. And some other crap like cash considerations and draft picks. But, man, um, I don't know. I I guess as far as the Wizards, man, you know, th- this could be real big for them. Because if they got Russell going back to the point um, and he just goes monster like he was in OKC. And then Bradley Beal is, is a, you know, a real good-ass weapon. And that backcourt is just vicious. It's just, uh, this might be a perfect hookup, but you gotta, I don't remember anything notable seeing, uh, um, Russell Westbrook last year. And that that's weird. Cause you always, every year in OKC, his name was just popping all the time, but, um, I really hope they don't keep him in the cage. They just let him go crazy because he's a fucking monster, man, you know? truly respect him and you know i i think you know i don't know if it's with the wizards but i think he could get a championship i i think he has that drive and you know in the right mix it could work out who knows it could be uh it could be this team but you know i i think uh the wizards you know still need like a big man if they could have got like a hassan whiteside or something uh, or a nice, you know, uh, power forward, I think this would be even more monumental. Or even if they could have uh, packaged, you know, Tucker from Houston with Westbrook, 
that would have really, uh, you know, just really packed a punch right there, you know, um, and um, we got John Wall. John Wall, you know, before he got injured again, like, I feel like he was coming on and he really uh, had some stuff to prove. And I think this is a blessing in disguise because he wanted to stay loyal in Washington because he was the man in Washington. But, you know, going to Houston, now he's with James Harden. Harden, you know, he might not be there. He might. Um, I I think this might be good for him because, you know, He's going to go. I don't think he's ever had really, like, you know, decent, like, position players around him. Like, who did he ever have big besides Beal with him? You know, like, what, Nene at, like, uh, at center or something? Like, or, you know, Obre, who's now a warrior, you know, like, but that was just, you know, that was more of, like, a six-man, sometimes starter. Um but, you know, I think this is going to be good for John Wall. He's he's still, you know, coming off his injury. So let's see how he he comes uh, comes back, if he comes back fresh. Um, and this could be uh, really good for Houston. But Houston, I, I don't know, man. They, they just don't got the winner mentality, I think. It's, they got the powerhouse uh, in, in Harden. But. It's like, I don't know if this is a curse of Harden or the Rockets where nothing works with Harden, you know? Like, I don't know, man. Um, well, we'll see. If if Harden leaves, we'll definitely see if it was the Houston Rockets, you know, uh, you know, roster movement or if uh, it was James Harden. So only time will tell. But John Wall, I definitely think it's a plus now being with the Houston Rockets. So what I wanted to really address uh, on this podcast as far as the sports is uh, I seen that um, and it was uh, publicized that uh, LeBron actually did an interview on a podcast and I thought that was fucking, yeah, that's incredible. I, I wanted to hear him say something about Skip Bayless because Skip Bayless rides him and then uh, talks good things about him and blah, blah, blah. But um, he was on uh, the Road Trip, uh, Road Tripping podcast with Richard Jefferson, uh, who is uh, also a former teammate with uh, the Cavaliers. Um, and. Yeah, um, it, it was a two-part. Uh, it was a two-part episode, and basically, it was LeBron. Um, the first part, he was just talking about the like the activism and everything when they got into the NBA bubble this year, and that just took up like the whole first part. And it's like, I, I like listening to like all the smoke and. Um, like undisputed podcasts and everything because I, I just like the like the juice man the NBA juice like what they got to say and like the behind the scenes stuff you might not see and uh so it was just kind of like a activist uh, type of thing and I just the part one I wasn't really feeling but um he definitely uh on part two opened up and he talked about how, um, you know, Kyrie Irving, his former teammate uh, during the, the championship year um, in Cleveland, how he basically took a shot at him and said because Kyrie is linked up in Brooklyn with Kevin Durant, that he basically said this is the first time he's felt like he's been around with a, a clutch player that he could actually, uh, you know, pass off to and stuff. And like when the when the game is on the line, and obviously that's a big fucking shot to LeBron, and and I'm glad he did admit it, man. He said it did hurt him, and and how he would just always big up Kyrie, and part of the reason he went back to uh, Cleveland is because Kyrie was there, and um, you know would help him a lot to you know achieve the first championship in Cleveland, 
which I hate to say was, you know, against my Golden State Warriors. I still think if, if Draymond was in game seven, that'd be another chip for the Warriors. But that's another story. So he, he mentioned that and uh and he said he always seen Kyrie as an MVP caliber player and um just said all the you know the good stuff about him and it just kind of changes my opinion, you know, that maybe, you know, LeBron's got kind of a raw deal, you know, as far as teammates. They just kind of bitch him out in the end but you know it is what it is and uh, LeBron's still successful so I don't think he cares that much um and uh he also stated that he feels like he's won two of the most toughest championships ever which was the year um that they finally won against uh previously stated the Golden State Warriors and this year's uh championship which was his fourth with the Lakers in the bubble you know, me, I I just, the first one he talked about against the Warriors, I think he really skipped by. I think he did a lot of complaining, but he did do a lot of balling too. Um, but I felt like they really got that chip because, you know, Kyrie was in there, you know, um, he got he got injured at the end of game one of the finals in the in the first finals against the Warriors and you know that kind of you know uh, pigeon held him and we were able to when I say we the Golden State Warriors were able to uh, you know uh, win that one out um, but as far as the bubble I don't know if I can give a great opinion on that because LeBron did go into extensive. Uh, details saying how it was just so hard being without his family, just being in this bubble, just almost like living on a AAU uh, basketball campus, basically, and and it was really hard, and they had to stay focused, you know, with this pandemic going on, and you know, I I don't always agree with them, but I, I could definitely agree with them on that one, and you know, LeBron is uh, LeBron LeBron is a great player, and you know, he definitely has eked out some of these championships and he's always going to be going gone down as one of the greatest players ever so uh that's just kind of where i stand on that and overall the second part of the podcast was uh pretty good and pretty insightful so go and check that out uh the podcast is called road tripping uh featuring lebron james Well, now, look what we have here, man. Uh, coming off, you know, that decent performance by um, his brother, uh, Jake Paul, just completely just, like, creaming and knocking out uh, Nate Robinson, formerly of the NBA. Um, Jake Paul's brother, which I, I don't see how he's, you know, incredibly better than... Um, you know, his younger brother who on national TV is put in the work. He's getting a fight against Floyd Mayweather Jr., man. It's like, this is cool, and then it's fucked up at the same time. First, it's cool because Floyd Mayweather is, he's answering the challenge. You know, Logan Paul kind of baited uh, Floyd Mayweather a little bit. But it's also fucked up because it just makes boxing look like a fucking joke, man. Like, like why? Like, if you're Floyd Mayweather, why are you doing this, man? Like, what is the upside for you? A nice little purse? Like, whatever you're going to make, you know, I'd say he's probably going to be making that. I couldn't see him making under, like, $50 million on this. Um, but if this kid happens to just like, slip one in and just knock you the fuck out, your career's tarnished. It's like, it's fucking, it looks like a joke. Like, I I just, man, I just, like, why are you fighting, like, a non-sanctioned guy, like, a guy that's, I I don't know, I, this is just shooting off the mouth, but maybe has, like, maybe five fights under his belt professionally, maybe. It's just, it's fucking stupid. Like, it's just going to tarnish his career. I 
honestly, pros and cons, I, I wish he fucking wouldn't have done it. Um, and we'll see how this goes now. You know, obviously, I'm going to stay tuned in, but I just, it's, it's fucking stupid. You know, Mayweather's all about that money, and he's definitely going to get it, but he could have got it some other ways. It's just... To me, this is his ego not dying down at all, and and he's just he's kind of being fucking stupid right now. But it is what it is, and uh, let's see how this turns out. Who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.